0: So interesting that one of the scriptures, and this is not my message, and I'm going to talk about my message in just a second. But it's so interesting that that when uh, remember Cain and Abel in the Bible in Genesis. Okay, (laughs) make sure we're on the right right team here. Uh, And uh, uh, Cain was upset because his brothers. Uh, Abel's uh, 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 sacrifices were being accepted by God, but his were not. Remember that? It's in Genesis. It's the very beginning of the Bible. The Bible looks something similar to this. And uh, maybe we, I don't know if we have some in the bookstore or not, but we can, we can sure get you one. But, but he, his, his countenance had fallen and the, and the Lord said, uh, Cain, what, what's, what's going on? And uh, he was upset. And the Lord said to him, you know, I might as well just read it. Uh, in, in, In chapter four, Genesis four, verse six, the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry and why has your countenance fallen? Listen to this. If you do well, will not your countenance be lifted up? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door and its desire is for you, but you must master it. Now, I want to to break apart that, that verse real quick. On the one hand, it sounds like that it's up to me. Right? You must master it. It's like, well, what kind of a... I'm not strong enough to master it. And by the way, if you're my loving father, why wouldn't you protect me? The thing that God is talking about, he said, he said, basically, Cain, if you will use your will and resist it, I'll help you. But if you don't use your will and resist it and give in to it, the enemy will help you. And that's the thing that I'm talking about this morning. There's this thing that that we don't talk about in church. It's about our will. God has given us a free will. And so for those of us that are struggling, if you'll just come forward and say, hey, I am struggling. That's using your will. The Lord says, oh, hey, I will help you with that. But it's when we hold on to it and try to, anyway, so I think you get the point. So there's something about using our free will and choosing God. God. Even in the middle of the struggle, in the midst of the struggle, we are using, we're saying, I'm helpless, I'm weak, I've, I've, I've made mistakes over and over, and yet, I'm, I'm crying out to you, God, for help. I'm crying out to you for help. I'm repenting for what I'm doing. Use your free will. All right. Okay. <clears throat> so... <laughs> This morning. Let me just continue with what I was just saying. I just so in James it talks about there's this verse that we love it says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Most of us are resisting the devil without submitting to God. And so if you're what I'm talking about here is if you're trying to resist the devil and still holding on and not submitting to God, it won't work. You submit to God, you resist the devil, and he has to flee. So submitting to God is just coming before him and going, hey, or or that's why I have someone that's really close to me. I'm, I'm constantly trying to walk in the light. I want to walk in the light because I... Uh, I don't like to hold on to stuff, and I don't do, I don't do well when I hold on to stuff, uh, when I'm not transparent. And so I'll call up different ones and say, hey, I need, you to, need to walk in the light with you. It is so important that to walk in the light. In First John, <clears throat> chapter 1, 1 John 1, 6. says, if we say that we have fellowship with him, meaning God, and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. So that's what I'm, so folks, there, there is a dividing line that the Lord is bringing to his bride. He is drawing a line of demarcation. He is drawing, he is separating, he has, has, this is a bad word, but you'll follow the logic, spent way too much in order to purchase us, to have us look like the world from what he purchased us from. (laughs) He spent way too much. And he he is bringing a dividing line. So it says, if we walk... If we say that we have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. In other words, here's another way of saying it. You're deceived. If we walk in the light, if we say that we have fellowship with him and we walk in the darkness, you're deceived. But if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, this is not talking about perfection. This is talking about authenticity. It's talking about being honest, being real, walking in the light calling it as you see it, calling yourself as you see it. But if we walk in the light, as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. There's the anecdote. The blood of Jesus cleanses. That's in present tense. It's not a past tense thing. It's a present tense thing. So the question is, is if we don't walk in the light as he is in the light I don't think it does it mean the same thing no i don't think it i don't think it works it works us walking in the light you order to attracts god humility totally attracts god so this is, has nothing to do with performance. This has nothing to do with shame. This has nothing to do with condemnation. I'm not trying to call anybody out. I'm just telling you, today, if you hear his voice, do not turn aside. Do not wait for that opportune time. He's calling for, looking for radical obedience. It goes on to say, if we say that we have no sin, we're deceiving ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Chapter two, verse one, my little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. He himself is the atonement for our sins, and not for ours only, but for those of the whole world. Yay. So thanks for listening to me. Now I can get into my message. (laughs) No, I believe everything that Becky said, uh, thank you so much for, now you see why I had her pray? Yeah. Now you see what I have to live with? It's, it's convicting, it's convicting folks, it's convicting. <laughs> I, uh, I wanted to, <clears throat> I wanted to, this is falling right into, into line with what I felt like I was supposed to do, which I felt like I was not supposed to do the, the message that I had, but I want to explain that before. Um, we, everyone gets up and walks out. Um, <clears throat> I, uh, so let me, let me, let me try to get my legs underneath me and kind of wing this and try to. What I'm going to try to do is I'm going to try to talk about a span of time that goes further than when I came on here uh, as a pastor, but it actually it, it's pointing to uh, what's happening in our midst. So about four weeks ago, I think it was, I need to check my calendar, there was a, there was a dramatic shift that happened. Uh, 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 Mark made mention of it last week. <clears throat> it was when, um, for us, for me, uh, it's the earthquake thing that, that he was talking about, where I um, went to bed uh, that night and uh, was in a dead sleep. I, I was so unbelievably exhausted had been up for several hours and, and as, soon as, I hit, as soon as my head hit the pillow, I went right to sleep. And in the middle of, I'm in this dead sleep, I'm hearing thunder in, in, in the background. And I remember thinking, wow, that, that must have been a big lightning bolt because that thunder is continuing on and on and on. Once it kind of went past the time uh, that, that a normal thunder clap or whatever and all the rumblings would happen, it kept going. And I remember thinking... That's, I don't think that's thunder. I think that's an earthquake. And as soon as I thought that, boom, the, this, I, I, there's no way to describe it. <clears throat> but there's this loud, earth-shattering boom right outside of our window. Our, uh, our window faces the, the, the front of the street, and uh, it went boom, and all of a sudden I heard the asphalt uh, in the road, split, and it went from where we are all the way up the road. the The house shook, the room shook, the bed shook. Uh, as I jumped out of bed, you know, I just went, "Oh my goodness, we have just made it through an earthquake!" And so I went into uh, the bathroom because our closet's right there, and I'm looking to see what's fallen off of the off of the walls or what's off of the, the stuff that's been rearranged. And to my surprise, nothing. And now there's a clash of reality that 's happening because you cannot tell me that what I just went through did not happen there's no way in this world you can tell me that i, I so i'm i'm having this trying to 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 grasp reality and make sense of it and so i 'm trying to i 'm thinking well, maybe it actually happened, but gosh, maybe our house is built better than I thought it is. And we just, you know, and trying to, no, that didn't fit. Maybe, maybe they're dynamiting it. And I looked at the time, it's 10 after 11. It's like, no, they're not dynamiting it 10 after 11. So that didn't fit. Then I thought, well, maybe it was a tremor. And I'll read about it in the morning. And so went back to bed and only to find out when I woke up, I've only been asleep for two hours. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So I go back to bed, wake up and get on CNN knowing that I'm going to see something about, you know, whatever happened in, in, in the Nashville area only to see nothing. So I thought, well, I guess the reporters are not up yet. So I went on earthquake watch to see an earthquake watch. There was nothing actually the the closest, uh, tremor to us was in Anchorage, Alaska. So now I am perplexed. I, I like, I do not know what has happened. Something has happened to me, and at the same time, I can't prove it. There's no valid. There's no validity. What What is going on? So I, you've heard the story. I called Supreza, uh our friend. Uh, he's the most supernatural guy that I know and uh, told him what happened. He was in Israel at the time and <clears throat> we kind of talked through what it could be. And he thought that maybe it was uh, the Lord showing me that what's c- about to come on the earth, but yet I was protected. And I was like, I'm not discounting that, but it just didn't feel right. And I said, you know, I need to tell you also that that surprise of that day was like a breakout day. Like it, the, the, the worship went different. The, the service went different. Uh, Alberto and Kimberly got up here and sang. And, and, and this is my, my words we as a congregation responded spontaneously to the lord and that that was actually the service and uh, one of the things that was sung prophetically was today is a new day now the thing about that is is i've heard that so many times that you know we'll just leave it at that um, <laughs> but but so to hear it again, and to, today, I'm not discounting it. It's just that I wasn't really wowed by it. But that night was the night that this whole thing happened with the earthquake. So I'm telling Supraza all this that's happened, along with the eight random deaf ears that have been opened in our midst, as, long as, as well as people's eyesight's getting better, cancer's getting healed, all this stuff. And Supraza goes, oh, I know what this is. <laughs> this is a major heavenly visitation. So I was like, oh, what do you do with that? I mean, I'm not discounting it, but I don't know what to do. You know, now, how do I, I don't, know, I don't know what to do with my hands. And so, so from that time, that marker in time, we have noticed the slightest, it's just the slightest it's not a heavy thing. It's a slight thing. It's almost like mist. I can't describe it. It's a slight change in the spirit. For another marker for you, Danny and Sherry Silk were here uh, not, uh, two weeks after that. You guys remember them? Okay. And uh, so I've known Danny, we've known Danny for almost 20 years. Never known him to be dramatic, char- uh, charismatic, dramatic. Does that make sense? Is that, a, is that an oxymoron statement? Is that, maybe that's a double lymphatic? Anyway, never seen him. So he spoke. We go to lunch and sits down. And, you know, Danny's laid back anyway. And so he's looking at me like this, which he looks like this anyway. And so I didn't think it. So he says, man, I am still woozy from worship. I went, oh. So, well, you know, and, and I kind of just, okay, forget what you're saying. Let's listen to me. And uh, so he looks over at Sherry, his wife, and he says, I think I am drunk. So now that I, I, I'm not used to, So I was like, oh, Danny doesn't talk like this. And then he said, he said, honestly, I could lay down right here in the middle of this restaurant and pass out. So I'm like, "Huh?" So he went on to tell us that during worship something happened where he wasn't here and he wasn't in heaven, he was somewhere in between watching this vision happen. So all the time he's watching this thing happen, he's wondering, "Where am I?" Is one so one thought is, where am I? I've never been here before. The other thought is, is what's going on right here? And he says, I have no idea where I was. I have no idea what was going on. So we take that and just, I don't know what to do with that. We're like, that's an unusual person. I mean, that, that's a close person to me who's had an unusual experience. I don't know what to do with it. But what I do is, is I put it up on a shelf in my memory. I put it up on a shelf and I don't touch it. It's so interesting, folks, when we encounter something that we don't understand, most of us gravitate, well, I don't know what that was. We throw it away. Don't do that. Do not do that. The Lord brings pieces to us, and he doesn't think linearly like we do. He's like this. So it's like a piece of a, it's like a puzzle that's just coming together. You're like, what, what is this? Just hold on to the things that you don't understand. I'm, I'm talking to somebody right now. Yeah. Hold on to the things that you don't understand. Keep it up on a shelf. Don't discount it, but hold it open and wait for him. He will bring another piece. It might be in two weeks. It might be in two months. It might be in two years. But you hold on to that because he will bring the answer. So. Last week, we had Mark DuPont here. And Mark, we go out to eat afterwards. And Mark sits down and he says, Jeff, <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> he says, he goes, I am woozy from worship. So I thought, huh. And he sat there and he did the same. He kind of went, I think I'm drunk. And he says, I don't get drunk. I don't. So, Now I'm not. Okay, these are two people that do not talk like this, do not act like this, do not. they're, they're, They're not. That are saying the same thing. And the thing for me is, is their voice is very loud in my ears. So now I'm paying attention to what is going on. So, so all that to say. Uh, I, I woke up, or, or yesterday, I was, I was trying to get uh, direction on today's meeting. It's like, Lord, what do you want to speak? Like, I'm going to just tell you what I want to, I want to talk to you guys about. Oh, I want to talk to you all about the atonement. <clears throat> that's what I want to talk to you about. <laughs> Don't everybody clap all at once. <laughs> everybody said, did he just say we're all getting a root canal at 1230? I think that's what he said. <laughs> it's amazing, and um, that's what I want to talk about. So this has been on my heart, and uh, I, I do I do this in year two uh, at the school. Where it's 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 just an extended teaching, just you know two days full on. But it is it is amazing to see what Jesus has done. I think that we as a body we need to understand the why behind the what. We understand what he's done, and we're kind of good with that. You know, I'm getting into heaven, I understand. But the why, the why will change your life. The why is what is just so uh, 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 heavy. It's the why as to what he's done. Because that's the part. The why as to what he's done is the reason why the angels are still singing one song. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Because they're getting... Glimpses of what he's done. It's, it's, it's just amazing. So that's what I want to do. But, and so I, in doing that, where the reason I'm in between two points is, is in doing that, that's comfortable for me and it's measured and I've got notes and I know kind of where I'm going and I know that, you know, it'll be good. There's another part of me where it feels like my spirit is reaching out over here into uncomfortable land <laughs> because I don't know what I'm doing or what he's doing or what the result is. And this is scary for me. Let me tell you why it's scary. I could miss it. And then I would look like an idiot in front of all of you guys. And that would be, that is scary for me. And so I've got the two. I feel the Holy Spirit leaning more and more over here into uncomfortable land. But yet, the safe place for me is to stay here and look like I'm really smart to everybody here. So, Grace Center, I've got to tell you something. I'm going to try to get to, to, the, uh, to my message, which is only a couple hours long. You'll be fine. Um, no, but I need to tell you something because what you don't know is what is happening right now was actually started several years ago. So, again, this is not going to, maybe I should take a, whatever, I'm talking out loud. and I have the microphone and that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> The staff, that's who you're hearing laughing right now It's the staff. Uh, But one of the things that, let let me tell you something, pay attention to the random dreams that the Lord gives you. Pay attention to them because he, he doesn't speak in, in time, in sync with us. He's not even, he's outside of time. I'm not going to get into that, but you pay attention to the random dreams that you're having because in the now they make absolutely no sense. And what the enemy tries to get us to do is, well, this doesn't make sense. I don't see anything remotely close like this on the horizon. Therefore, it must have been pizza. It's not. It's him. It's actually him. So I um, started having these dreams before I was in uh, ministry. And the dreams all involved Revival, or or but revival. Now, every time I, if I say that word, that means something different to every single one of you. Some of you, it's like, oh dear God, I've seen revival on television. I don't want to do that. <laughs> and it's like, <clears throat> I, I can't help you there. But <clears throat> uh, but uh, but the, what I'm what I want to stress is is during these dreams, there were significant. Presence of God. Significant. One of the dreams, the presence of God was so strong that the, the glory of the Lord, I don't know how to describe this, in the place was so heavy it pulled our skin down. So it, we all looked like we had Bell's palsy. You know, just, I mean, just, ugh. And I could barely lift my hands to pray for someone. And so the thing that I I wake wake up, so I'm having these dreams, but before I'm even in ministry, so I'm processing these dreams with God going, Hey, well, thanks for showing me, I guess what's coming in the world eventually. And, uh, you know, it's not going to affect me. And, and I mean, I'm just letting him have it or, or you're you're, going to do this outside of my lifetime thinking that God was, was dangling a carrot out in front of me. He's not dangling a carrot out in front of me. He is giving me vision going, Hey, this is where I'm taking you. This is what I have planned to pour out on this earth in your lifetime so I'm like wow (laughs) wow so I've held on to these dreams not knowing what to do with them right and uh so just so you guys know I think that what happened that in the dream in the spirit I my spirit man actually touched what was being poured out I don't know how to describe that I don't know how to explain it but my spirit man touched that because to this day, when the Holy Spirit moves like he does, my spirit man remembers that and he's looking. He is looking for, is this it? Is this him? Is he coming? So when all this, when, when, when the Holy Spirit's moving like he is right now, my spirit man stands up going, oh, this could be, I hope it is. Because it, it, it's the most... Uh, that goes for adjectives. Let's throw adjective. I can't, I can't articulate it, but I'm looking for it. So, Mark Dupont was here. I'm going to play you a prophetic word that he spoke over the house Monday night. Some of you guys were here, and you're like, "Oh, I've already heard it." It's like, "Well, get to hear it again." And, uh, but the reason that this is significant for me, and I don't have enough time to dissect everything he's talking about, but several things he said in this prophecy is what I've been thinking or have said verbatim. And I'm like, to the point to where they were so on point that it bypassed the wow factor because I thought I had told him privately in a conversation, And he was just up there regurgitating, you know, something that I had, you know, it's going to make make himself look good. Just kidding. He's not. People are going, Does he he really think like that? Your pastor think like about guest speakers? No, I don't think like that. But, um, but, 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 but it wasn't until afterwards when we checked notes, I was like, did I tell you this? He goes, no, you didn't tell me this. I didn't tell you this. No, you didn't tell me this. I didn't tell you. No, you No, you didn't. I'm like, oh, Wow. Wow. And so, uh, so anyway, here's why I'm telling you this. Becky and I did not invite you here. The reason that you are here is because the Holy Spirit led you here. So this is not about me. This is about us. There is a purpose. There is a reason why he brought you here. Let me tell you, he is about to change the landscape of church. It is going to, it's getting out of this spectator sport mentality. It's getting out of that. We're all priests and kings. And the Lord is going to, I don't even know what it's going to look like, but I'm just telling you. He is going to change the format. Some people will love it. Some people will hate it. Just be very careful on how you react. The Lord offends our mind in order to reveal what's in our heart. He will offend your mind in order to reveal what's in your heart. Pay attention to your offense. But the first thing you want to pay attention to is like, Lord, well, how is this connecting to my heart and why am I offended? It could be bad doctrine. It could be bad teaching. It could be a bad experience. I don't know. But you pay attention to it. The reason he's bringing that up, because he's got to get rid of that. He wants that off. He wants to get rid of that. All impediments to love or all impediments to growth, he wants to remove. This is not a racist. This is not a racist. Uh, uh, statement but we are all more prejudiced than we realize has nothing to do with racism has everything to do with the way that we think God would come to us we have all mapped out we've all imagined our God encounter we've all done it and we're looking for our experience, what we've got in our mind to match our experience and I'm going to tell you he is going to blow your mind because he's not going to match that at all He's going to do it his way. That was what was wrong with Naaman in Second Kings chapter five. He was had leprosy, and he goes to the man of God, and the man of God comes out, doesn't even come out to pray for him. He was like, "What? He's so offended. This guy's the vice president of Syria. He is so offended that this man of God did not come out to. he's never been treated like this, ever how dare you send some slave out to me to give me a message from God to go dip in the water? What are you talking about? Your water is filthy. Our water is clean. And he was so offended. He, went away. he, said, he said, I thought God would have come, I thought he would have come out here and waved his hand over this disease and called on the name of his, of his God and I would have been healed. He had a picture as to what he thought it was going to look like. And it wasn't lining up. The Lord took that picture and scrapped it and said, basically, you still want to be healed? And he almost missed it. But the beautiful thing about Naaman was he was able to listen to the person who was way beneath him, had no credibility. He was property, he was a servant. He was able to listen to the servant. And the servant says, Master, if they'd ask you to do something difficult, wouldn't you have done it? How much more something very simple? And he listened and he went, boom, and he gets healed. Didn't look like what he thought it was going to look like. Let me tell you, some of you are looking for, and when it doesn't look like what you think it's going to look like, you know what happens? Offense. The Lord will offend your mind in order to reveal what's in your heart. Pay attention to the offense. All right. So, I want to play this prophetic word. It's going to be on video, so we'll get to see it. (laughs) If everything works right. (laughs) Two problems here. (laughs) One of them, two of them are standing up here before you. Okay, so this is from last Monday night. I want you to hear this because it affects everybody. Then I want to talk a little bit. And there you go.
1: Do you want to do it? huh? And uh, it says that when, you know, when the glory of the Lord came down as as Abram was offering up that sacrifice, there was an oven, meaning taking the sacrifice, but also there was a torch of fire. And I felt like the Lord uh, said this to me, uh, Jeff, about your church. That this church, regardless of whether you end up having thousands of people or not, this church is called to be an Antioch church. It's called to be a place where the prophets and the teachers, the worshipers, the intercessors, the evangelists, the people who minister to the poor, it's it's called to be a, a place, a gathering place, but a place where worship and prayer just rises up. And there will continually, as you do that, be a torch of God's presence here. And I felt like the Lord said this, that you're going to be an Antioch church. And just as that was where Paul and um, Barnabas were sent out on the very first international apostolic trip, that as the years go by as a church, you're actually going to make a greater impact on the nations than you're going to make even locally. And I'm not... I'm not minimalizing what you're going to do locally. I'm not minimalizing that at all. I think God's got great things in store for you. But you're called to establish this altar of worship from the Lord. And as long as you do that, offer up the sacrifice of praise, you will continually have, in varying degrees, in various ways, the glory of God inhabiting your praises. And it will be a torch to many. You will have people come here from Asia. You will have people come here from Europe. You will have people come here from South America just to be here in the presence of the Lord. And it's going to be a sending out even more than you have, sending out of ministry teams. And God is going to do some next several years with your worship leaders. You're going to get some songs and you're going to export those songs. But you're also more than exporting songs. You're going to send worship leaders out to other churches to train them in leading worship. This is the high call upon you to be a place. And I'm not saying you're not called to do evangelism and minister to the poor. You're you're called to do all those things. But this is the high call of the Lord upon you to be a place that offers up that furnace of a sacrifice to the Lord. And as long as you do that, the torch, the fire of His presence will be here. And uh, I even believe what happened yesterday in the season you're in, what happened a few weeks ago as Jeff shared the uh, vision, the Lord or dream the Lord had given about the earthquake, And you've just had these extensive rains, and as I shared yesterday, I got stuck on the uh, tarmac at the airport for almost an hour because of the lightning and thunder. But it says in Psalm 68 that when the presence of the Lord goes forth, the earth quakes and the rains come to the parched land. Well, at this point, Nashville is not parched, is it? It's rather waterlogged, but you have more rain coming up, don't you? It's going to come on Thursday. And I believe it's all prophetic. It's in a season that the living waters are going to be poured out and poured out and poured out. And not just for the parched lands in this part of Tennessee or the state, but way beyond that to the nations. Let's let's stand right now. Could you just take that up a bit? (laughs) as a church um, and as a leadership team, you've uh, associated with a lot of well-known ministries around the globe. You've associated with well-known ministries in the United States and Canada, but yet God has chosen to keep you unique. You've got alliances through relationship, but yet what God wants to do with you here is distinct that he hasn't done anywhere else. And you need to press in on that uniqueness of who God has created you to be. And you're going to continue to have these alliances with other churches, other ministries, other networks through relationship. But you're called to be a model here of something that's a little bit different. And it's, a, it's, a, it's an incredible call upon you. Incredible call to make this resting place for the glory of God. Just, uh, do you sing? Oh, the singers are here. Wow, Shazam. <laughs> so <clears throat> I wonder, we're
0: going to try to do a couple of things at once. Ushers, could you guys go ahead and begin to pass out the uh, communion elements? Today's Communion Sunday. I feel like that, just want, I want you to, to grab uh, everyone's attention, I want you to pay attention to me. So even though this is talking about a corporate word, I believe it has very much individual implications. I'll say that again. This is about you. Say it one more time. This is about you. Well, I guess we'll get out of here around 2.30 when everyone agrees with me. This is about you. This is about you. Yeah. Yeah. You are uniquely called. You are uniquely designed. You are not supposed to fit the mold. This is about you. What I feel like that the Lord is wanting us to, are you guys with me on this? Because I'm not not asking for, I'm just asking for agreement. Are you with me? Because this is about you. This morning, the spotlight of heaven is now centered on you. And I believe that what is, the Lord is asking is for our agreement. Can't really make something happen about all we can do is agree with him and move with him. But we are saying to the Lord this morning, yes, to whatever you're saying over me, whatever you're asking of me, I am saying yes to. We're going to take communion together in just a minute. But I, that's what I feel like, that the focus of this Uh, meeting is on and basically one of the things that we're doing is is we are in saying yes we are saying yes to the fear of the Lord and we are coming out of agreement with the fear of man so our friend David Wagner which I was going to tell you guys uh the Antioch that that was one of your words in two, was 2011. So David, uh, I texted David last night. This, you guys know David Wagner? We can, we can now call him, he's a homeboy. But uh, I, I texted him, I'm going to turn that on. I texted him last night and I said, hey, are you in town? Because of this unusual stirring that was happening. And uh, he said, yeah, Why? And I said, well, I, I'm not sure about what's going to happen tomorrow. And we've not rehearsed this or anything. And uh, Harry's a great singer and a great dancer. Which, <laughs> but, but anyway, if you've got something, I, I, I came up to him and said, hey, if you've got something, I wanted to.
2: Amen. Well, good morning or afternoon. And uh, I believe that this is a season we're going to lose track. It's time to lose track of time. And get caught up in him. During worship uh, this, this morning, here's what I felt. The Lord really spoke to me. He said, do not try to harness the wind. Do not try to control the wind. Just get caught up in it. And I feel like that this is really a season where God wants to do things that have never been written in the theologies of men. It'll line up with scripture, but it won't line up with previous experience. And what God is doing is beyond new. I believe that it is actually something that he is creating in the moment that we're living in. And I, I felt this really strong. Uh, because there are, there are moments, as, as much as I do this, in 20 years and 22 years of, of, of living this spirit filled life, there are still moments that you can't figure out. This is a season to fully trust Him. And if you trust Him, you can't try to figure it out, you can't make it happen. You just have to follow where He's going. I love what God has done in previous moves and in previous experiences, even here. But I felt this really strong that we're not an experienced church, we're an encounter church. And the encounter may happen to us and for us, but it's actually happening to and for us for the sake of the world. I feel like what happened last weekend is the first time I heard. That word was, as Mark was talking, I felt like a veil was being removed. And the best hidden secret in Middle Tennessee has just been revealed. And I feel like that this is a season where God is not just saturating us, he's satisfying us. And he wants to satisfy us in such a way that our eyes won't get fixed on another I almost felt like the Lord took my eyes out of my head this morning and put new eyes in. Because familiarity is not my friend. And what we can't afford to do in this moment is to be blinded by the familiar of a past moment. And I I just really feel like right now, we, we were singing about the holiness of God earlier. Jeff just talked about the fear of the Lord that's coming. I I feel like that's what's going to mark what God is doing. I want to say this to you. Maybe, Becky, you could come and stand with Jeff. I I felt something this morning coming on the two of you. And as it comes on the two of them, it's coming on all of us. Something happens. it, It flows from the the head down. And I I just felt like the Lord said these words this morning. You are well able. And I saw this vision last night as we were texting. I saw the Lord put the two of you in the bridge of the ship. And the place that you wanted to go to was in front of the map, in front of the chart, like how to navigate it. But I saw the Lord taking your hands and putting them on the helm and then he put his hands over your hands. In the same way a child would sit on his father's knee and pretend like he's driving the car, the Lord said the dress rehearsal is over. The practice is over. For I'm calling you to steer the ship out into deep waters. To go where not only have others not gone before, but where others have refused to go because they were too afraid of the unknown. And I saw holiness bringing fearlessness. I saw holiness bringing fearlessness. Becky, this morning there was a new tenor in your voice. I love listening to you pray, but today the very core of me began to shake. And I felt like the Lord said, until this point, many were not ready for what you have carried. But the water now has broken. And the move that you've been carrying for over 20 years is about to be birthed not only in the region... But in the nations. And there is a platform. Of honor. There is a platform. That God is establishing. In this moment. There is this place. Where the two of you. Have been around. And maybe even surrounded. But it's like I saw the Lord. Lifting the two of you up. To lead the charge in this season. You have stepped Lightly, but now you shall walk in a new sure-footedness. You shall be steady on your feet, and the multitudes will follow one heart at a time. And I hear the Spirit of the Lord saying that I'm about to lavish my love upon the region and upon the house. For this is about a love affair lived out between you and I personally, but also together corporately. Many have tried to build great churches built upon great principles. But I've called you to build a house whose pillars are my presence. And there is a wave of purity. Purity of heart shall mark what I'm doing in this place. For blessed are the pure in heart. For they shall see God. You don't have to be afraid of what's next because you can see me. You don't have to be afraid of where I'm going next. Your father is not around the corner. He's right in front of you. I am the Alpha, the Omega. I am the one who is and was and is to come. Before you were, I am. Before it was, I am. Before it has ever been discovered, I am. And while many tried to harness me, control me, and resist me, you as a body have chosen to enjoy me. So let me enjoy you. Time is of the essence. But I live outside the essence of time. I believe what you felt in that vision, that encounter with the earthquake, was actually the Lord accelerating the time in the earth. I feel like When you were dreaming that or seeing that, encountering that, it was like the Lord actually shifted the platelets of the earth for the church. You are no longer lagging behind. You are lunging ahead. This is a season of lifting up a sound. Not only a new sound, but it is the sound. There is a place of oneness coming. One heart. One voice. One move. I feel like there are angels in the room this morning. They have come to establish... Righteousness is the foundation of his throne. And I felt righteousness and mercy establishing something here today. I kept hearing the sound of rearrangement, like chairs were being rearranged. Walls were being rearranged. Schedules were being rearranged. There is coming a sustained wind and a sustained move. There will come days, there will come weeks, there will come months, and there will come years where this property will never be at rest. Because it has become the resting place of the Lord, the dwelling place of God, the place where angels are ascending and descending, surrounding and surrounding. I saw people coming saying, Where is the meeting? I saw the fire department outside because reports of fire over the building. And I felt like the Lord said, There are visitations, and there are those that I've chosen for habitations. There are those that just want to visit. And have an experience. And there are those that have said, Lord, I want you to possess me, possess us, inhabit us. So that we can be a habitation for your presence. Remove the clocks from the room. Leave your watches at home, the phones in the car. I will do more in a minute than you've ever experienced in a year. You will lose all track of time because I'm moving you into my timing. Creative miracles are in your midst. 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 midst. I saw the Lord this morning recreating brain cells. feel right now in this moment there is a renewing of the mind many of you are trying to navigate the tension of this hour this moment and i'm telling you right now god isn't breaking us he's expanding us Something right now in the realm of God is happening. I felt this this morning. I almost began to weep as I was sitting there. The Lord said, I'm about to release a move of my spirit for those who have never encountered a move of my spirit. You heard about the ones of the past, and you felt like you were one of those that revival passed by or missed. And God is actually bringing to you something that is so fresh, so new, so beautiful that it doesn't even compare to what's happened before. And I just believe right now in this moment he wants to envelop us in his heart. There is an invitation And I heard this in my own heart today. Is this the place or should I look for another? Are you the people, are you the man or should I look for another? And I felt like as Jeff was sharing this morning and even during the worship as Abby was beginning to just sing prophetically, I felt like the walls of resistance were coming down. Even the walls of resistance to receiving. Some are asking right now, what will this cost me? What will this cost us? And the answer is everything and at the same time, nothing at all. Because it's already been paid for. You just have to receive it. As Becky was praying over those who weren't going but wanted the same thing, Jeff began to declare something. Receive it, I receive it, I receive it. And I'm telling you right now, you've heard the word from Mark. You've heard this word this morning. We have hundreds of words as a church And I believe that there has to be a corporate place where we actually say, God, we receive it. I feel like praying this way this morning. God, I receive it even though I don't understand it. Lord, I want everything you have for me. Even if I don't understand it. AJ, there was a moment this morning when I was walking through the coffee shop and I saw this authority upon you. And I know he was talking about torches and angels with torches in that word, but I almost was knocked back because I saw the torch of the Lord being put in your hand. It was like the picture of somebody as they're passing the torch, running the Olympic flame. And I heard these words as sure as I'm standing here in this moment, AJ. You didn't just catch it. You caught it and you're running with it. But I'm telling you right now. Not only did you catch it, not only are you carrying it, but your children are the torchbearers for the next generation? One of the reasons, even before even though the vision of the torch hit me, I looked at the ground and I saw shoes of fire. And it was like the Lord was giving you shoes that seemed too big to even fit into. And He just said, "You're running in the Father's shoes." You've grown into it. Your feet have grown into it. And there are words that keep circling around and around and around in you. And I'm telling you right now, it seems like I was going to release this and then I, I couldn't release it. I was going to release it and then it, something shifted. I'm telling you right now, in this month and the next month, there's going to be such a prophetic flow out of you. that, are, And I saw those prophetic words becoming like building blocks and bricks. Words to live by, but also words to build with. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I'm just wondering right now in this moment, not trying to prolong anything, not trying to make anything happen. Will you just lift your hands towards heaven right now? I feel like there's a garment change that that took place this morning. I just release a tuning into the frequency of heaven. Jeff, you're carrying a new weight of glory. He, he said something early on as he began to share this morning. He said, kings and priests. And the garments of kings And priests are coming on us. There are new garments of praise. New garments of purity. New garments of power. Holy Spirit right now. I release your fragrance in the room, the very essence of your presence. Holy Spirit, right now, this is a, a catalytic moment. What happens in this place will affect nations. driving around different areas of town yesterday and kept seeing that sign that says the battlefield of franklin and the lord kept changing it in my spirit he said the harvest field of franklin and there's some parts of the history of this amazing beautiful place we call home that is is dark But aren't you glad we're not being judged by history? We're actually being drawn and called into destiny. And I feel like right now, not only geographically, but personally, your battlefield's becoming your harvest field. The battlefield of your family is becoming the harvest field of your family. The battlefield of your mind is becoming the harvest field of divine creativity and thoughts, the thoughts of God, the understanding, the identity of God. The battlefield of your physical body, the aches, the pains, the sickness, it is now becoming the harvest field of healing. Lord, I thank you for this Antioch this training center, this sending center. You know, in a factory or in a store, they're shipping and receiving, but I kept seeing sending and receiving. As you send out, God sends back in. And I've been a part of places that didn't know how to send. But I've also been in places where they didn't know how to receive. And I wonder if we could do a prophetic thing right now. Hold one hand out like you're receiving and hold another hand out like you're giving. Because I believe these things are going to become simultaneous. And when this happens, you don't get weary. the more you pour out the more is being poured in and there's never any lack there's never any lack in it Lord I release the capacity to carry the weight of glory the weight of glory Holy Spirit come have your way we simply say, yes, God. Yes, God. In Jesus' name. Thank you, David.
0: I. Um, so in this place of being before the Lord, if you would, could you everyone hold your elements? Do you have your... Have your elements. Let's take communion together. I want to do something. I, uh, I just read in Hebrews. I want to read this over our. This is Hebrews 2 <clears throat> 11 through 15. For both he who sanctifies and, he, and those who are sanctified are all from one Father, for which reason he is not ashamed to call them us brethren, saying, I will proclaim your name to my brethren in the midst of the congregation, I will sing your praise. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, behold, I and the children whom God has given me. Therefore, since the children in flesh and blood, he himself likewise also partook of the same, that through death he might render powerless him who had the power of death, that is, the devil, and might free those through the fear of death were subject to slavery all of their lives. This morning, we are holding... A living testimony to the one who has broken the power of death and has rendered him powerless. He did this through the blood and the body, uh, uh, the body of Christ and the blood of Christ. And this morning, Lord, we raise up our elements as a testimony and we declare your death until you come. Until you come. hmm The body which was broken, the blood which was shed. Thank you, Lord, for all that it accomplished. The stripes, by your stripes, we are healed. We were healed. And thank you, Lord, for making us right with God through the sacrifice of your blood. The blood that was shed, the life of the innocent for the life of the guilty. For in order for us to receive forgiveness, something had to die. And we thank you that we stand eternally good and right with you, Father, because of the blood of Jesus. We we receive this now. We accept it in Jesus' name. Amen. Woo! Woo! There was a lot that happened this morning, needless to say. Whose is this? Oh, mine? Double portion. portion. Hey. I'll take it. One of the things that David doesn't realize was back in 2010, I'm about to to make a train wreck right now, okay? This this could be a train wreck. Don't we have, Jessica, do we have, maybe I should talk to you offline, but. Do we have the, the prophetic word from Graham Cook? I was thinking that. In 2000, from 2010, we've got, I think we've got it somewhere. What David said about the Lord saying, I'm coming here to satisfy myself. That was about a 32 minute prophetic word from Graham Cook saying it almost verbatim again. So anyway, so guys, the reason I'm telling you this, you're at the right place at the right time. For such a time as this, let's go ahead and stand while I take communion again. (laughs) And Lord, we say, Thank you for choosing me. Thank you for choosing me. me. So the dude right there with the toboggan in the back with the beard I can't see you it's blue you just turned your head uh I just saw you lean over and kiss your wife and I felt like that the Lord was saying to you that as you have laid down your life for your your wife your children I don't know if you have I can barely see um, I think I know who you are now that I'm but as you have laid down your life, the, the Lord is going to pay back to you in, in times where you have made hard decisions and laid down your desires, your wants or whatever, that the Lord is going to repay back to you everything that you've, laid, that you've, that you've let go of. It's all going to come back to you. But I just saw this father's heart, this husband's heart, and... Uh, Where it talks about in scripture that one of the roles of the husband is to lay down his life for his wife. The Lord said, you've done that and I see that and it's going to be restored back to you. So anyway, God bless you.